What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dorkside Nexus. I'm Corey. And I'm Tanner. And it's go for Papa Palpatine. Every, Every time. time. I love it. <laughs> so, to start this episode off, guys, I had a question for everyone. And you, I'm, there's probably going to be many different answers to this. Who would win? Predator or Kevin from Home Alone? Win in what? Is it a fist fight? Is it a drinking competition? It, it, Just picture... What Kevin has to go through in Home Alone. If Predator's chasing him, who would win? Does Kevin get a lot of prep time? 24 yes. hours. Oh. Mm. See, is it everything that's available in his family home? Or can he, like, buy anything? I mean, did a, does it have to be his family home? We saw what he did with a fucking ripped-out house in the second one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he gets 24 hours of prep time. I'd say he, my opinion, I'd say he put up a good fight, but the Predator would win. Oh, no. God, no. I'm all Kevin. I got to give it to Kevin McAllister. I got to give it to Kevin McAllister. With prep time? 24 hours? 24 hour prep time. Like Junior Batman. Junior (laughs) Batman. (laughs) Put that kid in a Robin suit. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's that's a fair point. That is a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's been comics where Batman and the Predator have fought, and even he had trouble. So I, I do see where Predator I'm just have say- a, a I'm, bit of trouble. But I'm just saying, like they're they're not invincible, but they they're durable. They're a durable species. They mean they went up against probably one of the worst alien species, the Xenomorphs, and even then, they they a lot of them in the AVP movies died. But that's that's just that's just me. I mean, I could see Kevin like feeling like he had the upper hand, and then the predator like activates the self destruct and just yeah, takes that's Kevin. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But that's they only do that when they know they've lost. They're like, "Hey, you know what? Jokes on you. You're coming with me." Are you guys gonna watch that new prey movie? The- I have no idea. Probably not. I haven't ever really been into the alien or predator movies. Never was my thing. Same. Yeah. I like the aliens. Those are pretty good until they started making like Prometheus and all the, you know, like I'm the with, newer background stuff. I'm 100% with you there. I'll watch up until Alien Resurrections. Resurrections is okay, but the first the first two are amazing. Aliens is a beautiful picture. So just I I could watch that and I still love watching that movie. Like I have all four movies, and I'll just be like, "We're just gonna watch number one and number two, and then we'll be done." <laughs> I'm I'm smelling an alien marathon coming <laughs> no, here. We man, gotta do maybe that. maybe maybe after someone watches the boys. I know I I, I have I, access to Amazon Prime this weekend, so I am gonna start just binge it. Just binge it. My dad was telling me like the first episode alone is like, yeah, you're not ready. You're you're not ready, son. And I'm like, ah, yeah, ah, no, they. Ah. I'm scared. I mean, I definitely think when you get to it, season three, there's not as many like what the fuck moments, but it's still just a what the fuck show. So, it that's there's a few massive ones where you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah. I even watching it, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> but I will say this, nothing is as shocking or jarring as the whale. Yeah. Yeah, that still to this day takes the cake. <laughs> like I never saw that coming. Even when I watched that episode, you don't necessarily see that coming. But it's so fucking funny though. <laughs> 
Wait so, till you watch the last episode of Invincible, though. Oh, my God. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about with the subway train. That is such a good show. Have, uh, is there any movement on season two of that? I know, know they have, um, as of earlier this year, they're still in, re- in recording phase. So, And they um, have confirmed a season three for that as well. Yay. Which, at some point, probably next week, likely Monday... I'll probably run up to Keen and go grab the second and third compendiums. Are you going to go shopping while you're in Keen? Because you and I are cheap and we like Market Basket. I <laughs> love that store and more than likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place. I don't do a lot of meal prep, but I've been thinking about going and just doing all my shopping. Get it done. Crockpot and literally just go online, find like a recipe to do. De- to be used and made in there and boom you have meals for the next like three maybe four days mm-hmm. if you just double the the ingredient count it's not a bad idea like today i made um i made chicken crack basically chicken breast bacon shredded cheddar and uh cream cheese and dry packet of ranch boom Ooh, that sounds good it's really good <laughs> Where was where, where, was there a vegetable in that? Oh, I I have broccoli separate. Oh, okay. I was about to say I was like, wow, a lot of protein in this. Where's the greens, man? Yeah, and broccoli. Uh, I mean, I I felt Corey's stomach going. Oh no, cheese. Yeah, I came <laughs> over the other day and you made quesadillas and I was like. I'm going to have a couple of my lactate tablets. I, I, I warned, but I even, this is how good I am about remembering that. I didn't have anything else I could cook that night for more than my girlfriend and myself. So I was like, send him a message. I'm like, hey, buddy, we're kicking quesadillas. Bring your pills because cheese. So I know some days I like to think that I'm this like unstoppable beast. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, cheese. <laughs> Locks me in the bathroom. It's my kryptonite. (laughs) Dude, I am so glad my jeans did not give me that. Yeah, see, the same thing goes along the side with peanut butter. I don't know how people can be allergic to that. I I mean, I I understand the science behind it. I love peanut butter so much. My roommate will come home and from work and he'll be like, what are you making? I was like, oh, PB&J. You mean like. A lot of PB and a little bit of J. I'm okay. Like, yeah, okay. you're right. Real questions. Real questions. Creamy or chunky? Or crunchy, I mean. It depends on the time of year for me. Wrong. Oh. It's crunchy year round, but okay. Creamy? What the fuck? Cre- <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm a war part two. <laughs> <laughs> the war for peanut butter. Creamy versus chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Will you join Tanner on the chunky side? Or for the creamy side. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's me, who does both sides, who likes the side of the strawberry jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Raspberry. Strawberry. Strawberry's number two. Grape can get fucked. Yeah, grape's gross. That's <laughs> disgusting. But raspberry number one, followed by strawberry. You guys ever tried mulberry? Mulberries sauce or anything? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, there's a mulberry tree outside the place that I work. And one of my coworkers like collected wow. a bunch. Holy yeah. thunderstorm, guys! Uh, we yeah. got a great calm, thunderstorm. Calm down, Thor. Calm down. Uh, right. I, I don't really like what happens next. Ooh, nice <laughs> I see what you did there. 
Speaking of, uh, we, we got a little sidetrack. Hold on, on hold on, hold thing. on. No, we're not hold done on. yet. We're not done yet. Why did you give Corey the berries and cream boy voice during that like breakdown of the crunchy versus creamy? I don't know. I think it's because way back in high school or middle school, he would he would say something. It would be a very serious moment in class, and I'd just look at him and he'd be like, hi, how are you? And I'd be like, really? Really? You're going to make me laugh? He'd like, yeah, I'm going to make you laugh. And he'd burst out laughing. And, of course, it'd be like an assembly where, like, <laughs> one of the teachers died or some a student isn't doing well. And I'm just like... <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Corey's out here going, berries and cream, berries and cream. Everything out of those berries and cream. I love that commercial when that came out, and I would literally do that. You remember? You have to remember me doing that all the time. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Please tell me you're going to edit that out. No, no, don't do that. This whole section stands. Oh. It's embarrassing, but you made it come out of my nose. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Yeah, high school was not a great time for me, but boy, did I have fun. <laughs> oh, I, can, I can tell by Brooksy's reaction over there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take anything seriously. It's great. I don't really time. blame you, because that, that school was something. Yeah. It was something. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a social time for me, not really very much. Of, uh, learning. Uh, yeah. Learning, <laughs> social, you bet. Learning makes brain hurt. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> God, I now I wish I went to high school with you, Fox. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember middle school standing outside advisory doing the Beavis and Butthead oh, yeah. thing when everybody would, it would walk it by? It would be that or it would be like random Halo quotes combined with Beavis and Butthead voices. Yeah, I need a weapon. You know, red versus blue was something. Yes. Yeah, I I always loved Caboose. I... I I didn't watch, I wasn't super into Halo. Like, I appreciated the games. I played one through three. After that, I lost complete interest in it. Totally don't blame you. I mean, I know Halo 3 is, to this day, considered the best of the Halo games. Depends on who you at. Personally, I think Reach, in terms of story, in terms of innovation, mm. Halo Reach is by far my favorite Halo, but, but 3, <gasps> the scope I mean, of it. Pretty universally overall for, like, the just a Halo game. Three is considered the best. The best of the first three with story-wise, it was what most online shooters are based off of now. I mean, even one and two started that, but three really, really was the uh, the cattle like the game that all, that like Call of Duty followed. I'd agree with that. So Halo three, like when that game came out, that was like a cultural thing that was a phenomenon oh yeah i think pretty much in 07 when it dropped there were lines upon lines going into game stops speaking of 07 we got some fucking games that year i mean for different genres and everything we had assassin's creed came out yep the first, the first one? one yeah yep. oh, 07 you know what else came out skate 
I don't know if anyone played those games. A I little loved, bit. I liked those games, like because we had the Tony Hawk games, which was just extreme. Like what the like you can do anything in skateboarding, like stupid tricks that are not possible and whatnot, defying physics. But skate came out and it brought a semblance of realism to it. Mm. I loved the first one. People prefer the other two games for other reasons. There's just something about the magic of the first skate game that I loved. I I think it was just because it was so different than the Tony Hawk games yeah. that came before it. Yeah. And that's not to take anything away from the Tony Hawk games because Pro Skater 1, 2, and 3, fantastic. And then there was like American Wasteland, which was way out there, but still kind of fun. There were some good games from that series. Yeah, yeah 07 was when COD 4 Modern Warfare came out. And the that, original like, changed yeah. the game. Yeah, 07, and then two years later, we got Modern Warfare 2. And that was, again, the kind of Halo thing where people were lining up to get that game because Modern Warfare was just such a bit, a smash hit. I remember when that game came out. I wasn't into online any sort of thing, but I still enjoyed playing Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2 is still my favorite out of any Call of Duty that's come out. Black Ops Cold War is actually pretty close. Really? I don't like the story, but like from a gameplay standpoint and all that, it's not bad. Yeah, the but. story was definitely very odd for that game. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2, oh my god. By the time you actually get to kill General Shepard, it's like, oh, you killed Ghost, you motherfucker. Die. Yeah, no, I remember playing it with a buddy of mine and... He was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, right after when Ghost died, I'm like, yeah, this this happened. And he's just like, I, I can't believe this. I, I have to step out of the room. And he just steps outside of his front porch. He's just like, no! <laughs> what? There's another game that came out that same year. 07? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what the thing about going back to the I'm Modern just Warfare, confirming that I have my years right. The thing about Modern Warfare was the previous oh, three. I don't know if do we count this as 07 because it's the end of 06. Years of War. We I'd say we could count that. November Gears of 7, War 2006. Was, I mean that that was a huge game. Every, like you introduced me to that Gears of War. Did I really? I'm pretty sure you did. You were like, "Hey, there's this new game." I like. I know you like. You had told me about Halo and all that jazz, but I remember you were like, "Well, if you like Halo, this one's a little bit more gory, but it's it's fun." I was like, "Really? What's it called? Gears of War?" And I, you were like, "Here, borrow it," and I played it, and I'm like, "Why does this gun have this?" this like line on it and i remember holding down the b button i'm like that's a chainsaw what is this game and i remember walking up to one of the the locust one of the enemies and just shooting it with a nasher and then just body parts go everywhere i'm like okay this is fun but wow is it gruesome well then when gears 2 came out and they introduced horde mode we were on that all, all the, time. the time, all the time. We, I think we picked one of the maps where, like, you're in this town, and I, I distinctly remember where we were playing. Probably till, oh gosh, like, like midnight, maybe even later than that. Oh, we gotta go to bed. We got school in the morning. One more game. One more game. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> going around, and one time we're in the hallway, and you just do the Marcus Phoenix like. Please, please do this. Well, well, like when he reloads. Nice. Nice. 
It fucking kills me every time. <laughs> Going a little further back into the beginning of 06, another game that came out then that was huge for me, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Oh. Yes! I'm... There are so many more elements about that game that I like more than I like in Skyrim. I'm not going to lie. Skyrim is stunning. Skyrim is the ne- obviously the next evolution. But all I have to say is the Dark Brotherhood questline in Oblivion destroys the Skyrim questline for Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. No, I agree. I played the ever-living snot out of Oblivion. Todd Howard, you should invest in remaking Oblivion instead of making Elder Scrolls Six and releasing Skyrim like 39 times on every console. Yeah, now it's on Switch, it's on PC, it's been re-released for the PS4 and Xbox and all. Um, I'm just like... And I've still it. never played it. You wouldn't like it. Pat it's not It's not your style. If you don't like playing Mass Effect, then you're not going to like Oblivion. Which we have made a deal that I will play through all the Mass Effect games. The original three. We are not going to make him suffer through Andromeda. I actually think I have all three at homes on 360, so don't buy it. Because okay. I have the Legendary Edition on my Xbox Series X. See, but... I would say buy the legendary because the remaster plus all the DLC that you get with it is worth it. Having all of the DLC. That is very true because the DLC, it adds more to the game. It adds more spice oomph to the story. Like there was, it was one of those things like they did release a complete game with each game, but they filled in gaps in the story that you didn't know you wanted filled in. Like, for instance, Leviathan is a there's great. the Leviathan and then there's the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect three, where um, at first you go to like some type of party and then it turns into a complete and utter fiasco and you go into the underbelly of yeah. the Citadel. It's, it's really cool. And it, that's a great one where people are like, it's kind of weird, but it, it's kind of serves a purpose of giving a send off because it's the final game it's mm. it's really designed to play be played just before the end game starts mm-hmm. yep. is 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 um how that's built mm. but in fact i will actually probably when you play the game i will send you like the optimum mission order to play the game in to make it so like you don't make any quote-unquote mistakes he so essentially he that's a good idea because what you do in one will affect you in two and three. So if a character dies in one, you can't like go into two. Oh, well, I killed this character. No, they're dead. Yeah. You can't unless you restart one and everybody's alive. I'll be honest. I think you'll have the hardest time with one because that is the one that has the worst inventory management mm-hmm. and it has almost too many skill points to yeah. in a lot of ways. But once you get to two, they've cleaned it up so much and continued that through three that it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is this makes sense. It it, it has the RPG elements, but it's got more action adventure shooter elements too. And yeah. that, that's kind of, that's what I the first one is the first one I like I said, I think you're gonna have the hardest time with. But even I had the hardest time with the first one getting through it when going back. Like I understand when the game released, how big of a game it was, Yeah. but going back and playing it, it definitely got the most love out of like being remastered, but it's still 
at times has graphics that remind you of an older generation game. Not bad. Not like when I try to convince you to play KOTOR. Yeah. Yeah, don't even know. We're not going to go there right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still upset by it. Well, we will. Just let's finish the Mass Effect tangent. Um, But when you get to the second one, it does feel like an entirely different game. And not to it, like the first game was bad. It just feels like an entirely different game in a like, good way. Like he said, though, they really looked at one and they did their homework and they said, we need improvements in these areas. That game came out in 07. That's another 07 game. Yep. Is the first Mass Effect. And I think I know what year I'm going to when I get I my think, time machine. I think 3 came out in 11, 12. 11 or 12. I think it was 12. But even for a game that's 10 years old to this day, even if you still get the 360 version, it's the graphics still hold up oh, really shit. well. It released before my birthday, the day before my birthday that year. You're right, 2012, March 6, 2012 is when the third game came out. Let's find out when the second one came out. What I would I, imagine 09. What, Everything came out in 09. What I like, too, about... Um, 2010. Oh. But January, so we'll call it 09. What I like about, uh, especially 3, is they added, um, they added uh, one DLC... No. They added a lot of DLC to three. three they added a lot, lot of DLC, DLC but I'm trying to. Javik wasn't. Yeah, a he DLC. was DLC. He was a DLC. Okay, so um, there, there's just so much to do. Yeah, and, I don't, don't want to spoil anything. No, okay. I, I don't either. And I just, and for me, when it comes to fighting against these machines that think that they're God, I'm just like, yeah, well, now look at you, just a pile of scrap on this planet. Sucks to suck, don't it? What play style? What class do you play as? Usually, um, like the soldier class. I go infiltrator. I want that sniper power. That is true because I've seen people when you did three with the um the uh, shield the, guys, the multiplayer. The infiltrators were disgusting. See what did it for me was the Cerberus like tank guys with the shield because you could fucking mail slot them with a sniper <laughs> just line up a shot through this little slot and headshot them that yep. was that was what did it for me yep um there there's a lot of classes too so like that's the other thing that i think you're gonna struggle with is trying to pick the class for the play style that you would like yeah i, I mean, get stuck in the character creators of a lot of games so i don't know how it's, I mean, a, it's, it's gonna... a pretty streamlined character creator as far as a lot of games go i think if because you have basically your soldiers, your straight up fighter class, your biotic is essentially that this universe is mage. So yep. like, yep. and then there's the there's one more class, one more main class. So uh, the technician, uh, technician. Yes. Yep. And they're kind of I don't really know if you'd call them a cat. They're kind of utilitarian. They're kind of a utilitarian play style. Yep. Um. But they're really, and then there's like subclasses where they've combined these together. Like infiltrator is a technician mixed with the soldier. Um, there's a vanguard, which is I think that's a a soldier, soldier and technician. Yeah. And then there's an ad. Is it adept? That is. Uh, there's there's a bunch of these different classes that try to mix the best of them. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play it. No, and I, and I will have myself. to. And I have made the agreement to play the Lego games. And what did I agree to more? 
I think there's like three games, and I'm trying to go through and figure out like what 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 are the games that I would have yeah. you play to kind of like understand my. But the my thing is, gameplay is, history. The thing is, this is Corey has to play from start to finish these. Like if he dicks off on him, I'm going to give him hell. Because- <laughs> oh, it's going to take me a long time to play three games from beginning to end. I have like no time to game. That's kind of why I love the Lego games right now because you can literally just drop in. Have some fun, fuck around, do whatever, and then, oh, I gotta go. You, you know, I, if I give you the ideal mission order, it does cut down your playtime. Um, the only thing I will say that you will get lost in is in the second one, the planet scanning. Yeah, get, that's a good pastime, though. <laughs> but the thing is, is it serves a purpose into the next game, because if you have a ton of resources from planet scanning, it gives you more resources in the third game. Yeah, so like everything transfers over, yeah. which is very nice. Uh-huh. Plus, if you go to the soul system and you try to probe um, Uranus, everyone on the crew says something completely derogatory. I haven't done that. It's hilarious. I think you even get an achievement for it. Okay, here's my question. Who is your main love interest when you play that game? Tali. Ooh, really? Really. Liara. Yeah, sorry. I just love Tali. I don't know what it is, the... Blue alien? It's either those two. A lot of people pick those two. And then if they go Femship, it's Garrus. Oh, I mean, I if as Dude Shep, I'd pick Garrus, dude. Garrus is fucking badass. He's probably my favorite like character. Every time I do a mission, I'm I'm like, Garrus, you wanna go? Can it wait? I'm in the middle of some calibrations. Yeah, no, Garrus is ho- and he's also hilarious because he starts off kind of bending the rules in the first game then he's like fuck the rules in the (laughs) second game let's get the job done yeah Yeah. rex is kind of a disappointment i'm not gonna lie he's key but he's a disappointment i do like the fact though that he he was a part of the crew for number one yeah and then number two he kind of he kind of was sidelined and then we have grunt yeah grunt's kind of cool you know have you played the dragon age games not a whole lot okay so in, so the voice actor who is grunt is also ogren the drunken dwarf fucking berserker from the first dragon age game and i love it and then um admiral hackett is voiced by what is his name he's oh jedi master nostarel in the old republic who is the chronicler of the jedi order for the old republic timeline Huh. Yeah. Bioware likes to reuse their voice actors. Who's the Admiral that oversees Shepard? The Admiral? Yeah. Um, he's like the, in Game 3? Not Game 3. He starts off in Game 1. Oh, we yeah. talk to him a little bit. And then, he beca- and then he can become Counselor? I for- Yeah. I can't remember. Anderson. Admiral Anderson is voiced by the same guy who does Arbiter. Oh, uh, yeah, who's Sergeant Foley, and I just looked up his name the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but it's it's the same guy who does art. No, there's a lot He's of... He's the really, president from Rick and Morty. There's a lot of really... <laughs> okay, we're going to f- wrap up Mass Effect now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you, when you play the game, you'll understand. I need an I N7 to- hoodie. Yeah, no, I totally... I'm going to go back and listen to this Why episode and be like, Why not just get the oh. leather jacket? They have those on Amazon. They have. You can go on to Bioware.com and buy the hoodie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wear a leather jacket. That's my problem. That's that's me. I prefer the leather jacket that Shepard wears, and it looks sharp. 
That's Dude, it's me. the hoodie that she- they, that Shepard can wear. Wait, you roll in the leather jacket? Yeah. What in the motorcycle gang? I'm in space. <laughs> I get to do what I want. <laughs> I go to I go to random planets to probe them, and I go <laughs> kill Reapers. I'm gonna wear a leather jacket. <laughs> So uh, I think this is the time when Brooksy's going to tell us that he has a side hustle as a dom. Leatherbound. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Leatherbound books and sweet mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that. <laughs> oh, man. So we had San Diego Comic Con recently. Yeah, And quite a list of different things that have been released by... Mr. Feige. Eh, I'll be honest, guys. I paid attention, but not enough attention. So you guys are gonna have to do the brunt of the of the talking here. Don't worry, homeboy, because I li- I listened to the entire Hall H panel while at work today. So <laughs> they dropped a bunch of trailers that were exclusives to just the folks in San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, fuck you guys. I know. <laughs> From everything I've heard, the Guardians of the Galaxy three, the trailer, the movie, all of it, it's gonna break us. It's going to 100% break our emotions, our feelings, all of it. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. I guess there's like this one shot of like a little baby rocket raccoon. Like, yeah, being like taken no, and we get no. to find out. Rocket's supposed to be like the heart and soul of this movie. Yeah, and I hear it's supposed to be his background and Mark Hamill is the one who created the cybernetic augments. Shut the fuck up. I'm pretty sure he was confirmed to be like the... One who made Rocket and the other cybernetic organisms like see, Rocket. See, I mean, I, okay, as much as I hate The Last Jedi, it was literally like, hey, Mark Hamill, do you want new life in your two-year career? And now he's just like in everything. He was in What We Do in the Shadows, which I thought was hilarious. And you still say the movie's better than the show, but I mean, Mark Hamill's not in the movie. He was in uh, the first Kingsman movie. He was in the first Kingsman movie. Before going back to being Luke Skywalker, he was the trickster. Yep, on the Flash show. Yep. Both of them, actually. He was in the 90s show and then reprised the role. Yep. In uh, in, uh, the Flash, which, before we get too far into Marvel, the Flash show, which is the last remaining Arrowverse show, is confirmed to be ending with the season 9, 13 episodes. I gave up after season 3. I don't blame you. So I really don't. I think I I stopped watching Arrow after season 2, because I was like, Slade's here, and yeah, I'm done. Yeah, they really yeah. peaked. They'll they bring Slade back every now and again throughout the later seasons, but it's still not like I'm sorry. I, I just... mean, they had so it was again the CW has a thing for keeping shows going, as we know with Supernatural. Which yep. which would be fine, but I mean the twenty three episode seasons, it's too much. They I mean, drag storylines out and they have filler and it's like you could tell the I, same story in half as many episodes and have it be fucking amazing and i understand why network television did it because it's probably cheaper to keep one season go one series going for 23 episodes than it is to have a bunch of different like 12 episode series going you're not paying as many people you don't have as big a crew you don't have as many crews in general you have so i kind of understand that mentality but streaming services has put it so that our attention span really is around the 12 episode mark you can do 16 in some cases and get away with it, but 12 is kind of where like a story arc can really wrap itself up 
Mm. There's something that was announced in this Marvel panel that I can't wait to get to a little bit later. I don't. Let's just do it now. I Well, okay, let's run down what they announced for Phase 5 in the chronological order. Okay. So, uh, Phase 4, we still have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, which, which they dropped a trailer for. Is looking better, Loving but it. can I be honest? Why are we degrading Hulk so much? I'm so tired of the downgrades to Hulk. Oh, what I've, what, what's been posted online... You might made a comment in one of the Marvel pages that I saw, which which was basically like someone made a comment being like, I love how Hulk is like this awesome, you know, B.A. rage monster. Now he's, you know, this, you know, like he's weak. And Corey made a comment like, oh, yeah. So like the one dude who has anger issues is trying to get in better control of his. Issues. But you see, I, like, I thought after the end of Ragnarok, we were going to start getting more like back and forth with like Hulk as he is known to be in Banner. Like they were able they were going to be able to transition into one another better. That being said, that's not what we got, and it is a little disappointing. Well, there are always ways that they can regress Hulk and have him kind of like, I don't know, something happens and we do get that Banner-Hulk separation again. Or they could do like the World War Hulk or all those different storylines still. Marvel can do a bunch. I still I want, want a World Breaker Hulk. I want World Breaker Hulk. I want Maestro. For those of you who know the story oh, of Maestro, yeah. I want that one. I'm iffy on Maestro. I've read a few of the comics, and I'm just not a huge, huge fan. Okay. I'll be right. honest. I, I, I did my research before it's I made it. like Hulk kills the Marvel Universe, essentially. Yeah. It's kind of just meh. It's, it's, a, it, it's a depressing way to look at it. It's not as depressing as when he goes, there's the old man Hulk. And I think basically Earth becomes like completely radioactive yeah. by some reason. And even uh, mentally Banner dies and Hulk's like the last living yes. thing on Earth. Yeah, minus depressing. like anything that's immune to radiation poisoning. Yeah, yeah. he like outlives the X-Men and stuff. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Um, yeah, She-Hulk, which in that trailer there is a return of my favorite blind lawyer in the MCU. <laughs> Uh, which again, I will talk about a Matthew little further down the line. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so after She-Hulk, we have Wakanda Forever, which they also dropped a trailer of. Looks f- really good. Yeah. It looks really good. I'm not going to lie. I have a question, though. I might have an answer. You who, go first. Who is Black Panther? Is it Shuri? Or it, what is was uh, T'Challa's girlfriend's name? Oh. I just listened to the thing today. I can't remember her name. but I can't. Yeah, I, I, those, are, those are my two guesses. I think it's going to be Shuri. I think so. I'm fairly certain. I think Shuri as well, and I think she's going to kind of set the stage for uh, the uh, the girl that will be playing in Ironheart. Yes. Yes. The character of Riri Williams. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, um, same. I do... Uh, it's not on the panel list that we have here, but one thing I am looking forward to is Spider-Man Freshman Year. Yes. Yeah, freshman year, the animated series, which some people are like, meh, I'm down for it. It seems like it's it might not be in the same universe. It's supposedly in a what if story like um, in this version. It sounds like um, they could have episodes where instead of it being Tony Stark, it would be Norman Osborn, so on, so forth. So 
theory time is the way the MCU is set up. Uh, Peter has to get bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah. But we don't have an Oscorp in this universe. We do have a Stark Industries. So, was did his Spidey powers come from a Stark Industries experiment in this universe? I'm kind of getting sick of Spider-Man being 100% wrapped around Tony Stark. That's one of my favorite things but, about No Way Home was that it was like No, I understand a that. Spider-Man story. I understand that. that. Revolve around I Stark. understand that, but we don't have an Oscorp in this universe yet that we know of. I mean, Norman says that in No Way Home, Norman says that he was looking for Oscorp and it didn't exist. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe it doesn't not exist yet. anymore or not yet. It's just, I mean, it, it's just so weird, though. You know what I mean? It's just something that we have to like look out for to this day. It, it feels like they're just kind of now going like, oh, yay, Sony will let us tell a Spider-Man origin story. So now we're going to go back and tell that story. Yeah. But if it's going to be kind of like a different universe, it's like, why bother? Again? I don't know. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Just, just a thought. So, uh, so yeah, Wakanda Forever is going to finish out uh, Phase Four, which has been fun. It's been a pretty fun phase. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, but all I have to say is Shang Chi. Like that was like a sleeper that I had no expectations for, and I absolutely loved it. But then we got No Way Home. We got Love and Thunder. We got Moon Knight. We got. Loki started Phase I, Four. Yeah, I Loki, Loki started it. I thought Wa- Wanda- Black Widow. Was I thought the first one. I thought WandaVision was. I don't know. I think that was more of an one of one of the epilogues. I I say Black Widow was the first one of Phase Four because I know Spider Man Far From Home was basically like the epilogue, epilogue of, fa- of that's uh, phase true. Three. Phase Three for No Way Home was the end of Phase Three epilogue. And then Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and then we just did, like, the Disney Plus shows for a while. There was WandaVision, and then what was next? Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Loki. What If. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, which I loved Hawkeye. I thought it was good. It was very fun. I'm not going to make a comment. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then... I didn't uh, see it, so that's my comment. Phase 5 starts off with Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Which will be introducing Kang the Conqueror, who is going to be the main antagonist, the Thanos of Phase 5, which I'm pretty excited about. One of my top three favorite Marvel villains. I really look forward to him being as the next big bad. As long as we don't see my top favorite, we should be fine. And your top favorite would be? The Beyonder. Oh. Oh, yeah. Which is possible that we may see the Beyonder, because if they're going to pull from... I mean, we're going to jump ahead a lot towards Phase 6, but if they're doing Secret Wars, supposedly Kang might end up with the powers of the Beyonder, kind of like how in the newer Secret Wars, Dr. Doom ends up with, That's true. with and the Beyonder's even, powers. Even with all six Infinity Stones, Dr. Doom wipes the floor with Thanos. That... That's who I want to see. I want to see a good Doctor Doom. That's a yeah. I think he is the villain of the Marvel universe right now. Like the one that I want to see. Kang, I don't know enough about. I'm with Corey on this. I'm excited. Kang is one of those villains that um, is very similar to Metron from DC. He kind of goes from place to place and kind of interludes when necessary. 
In the comics, his wife has a very rare disease, and in the 41st century, there's no cure for it. So he literally is just, I'm going to freeze her in time so the disease doesn't progress. That's how things are in the comics. I don't know if that's the case. It sounds like what they did with Loki, this is an quote-unquote alternate version. One of the ones that he said are evil. Mm -hmm. So... We will see what happens mm-hmm. as as this progresses. Yeah. If we see the Beyonder, well, um, buckle up. I don't, nothing's do, really off limits right now. No, for Marvel, I, honestly. My, my next question is uh, though, building up that, do we get Galactus at any point? Because oh, I, that would be awesome. I mean, Phase Six is starting off with a Fantastic Four movie. That'd be a little ambitious of them to go right into like Galactus. Here you go. He's not a cloud this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't. Like, I mean, but even tease him at the very, you know, the very end, and have like a Silver Surfer nod, like, "I will go and be your herald, Galactus," and they show the back of his head, like, or, "Good, or, my Silver or Surfer," just, or just even a streak across the, a, a silver streak riding across the fucking uh, riding across space. I'd be down for that. Or that would be one of the end credit scenes. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of that cool. would be that would be awesome. I think that'd be the perfect like little tag. Who my question is for the both of you. There have been a couple of like teasers out there. Who would you would like be perfect for the role as Galactus in your opinion? I can't answer that. Okay. I can't in my knowledge base answer that. I honestly don't know enough about the cosmic level threats to mm, same. Yeah. To 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 really I would say for me, and this is only because I've seen um, the facial construction work really well, would be Bill Nighy, the actor who played Davy Jones and the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Ooh, series. He's good too. I would if he would play as Galactus, just just structure his face, voice. He would be very good for a Galactus, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. I don't know if they they will add him in. I dig it. Yeah. I would, yeah. No, I would totally take yeah. that. Ooh, good pull. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm actually looking at it right now. He was the also the minister of magic in the Harry Potter stuff after after Voldemort took over and all that happy fun stuff. He was also the um I can't remember his actual name, but he was the main villain in uh Detective Pikachu. No shit. Yep. yep. Rufus Scrimmo I can't pronounce his name. Scrimmore. What are you that? I they should have just done like Rufus Sylph. Like Sylphco from talk, the games. That's just me. No, but talk, anyway. Talk to if you want, you can call uh, the author who shall not be named for her comments on this podcast and say, Hey, I don't like the way you wrote this character that came out, you know. When you oh, yeah, years that's ago, true. That's true. Years ago. Yeah. Whenever anyone says Rufus, I just think of a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> the Nako! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want a knock now, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Yeah, I've been rewatching Kim Possible because they have uh, the podcast with the voice actors. It's such a good show. Did it's you timeless. S- did you see the video uh, that came out probably last year or early last year or late 2020 of Chrissy Carlson Romano walking um, and just talking about her relationship with Shia LaBeouf? 
I have not seen that video, but I have heard her talk about Shia LaBeouf and how they don't really have a great relationship. Right and now. it's not it's not even so much that it's not a great relationship is what she said. She just never really had a relationship with him, which is fine. Just because, you know, your co-star is on a show doesn't mean you have to be like exactly. best friends and everything. And know? she says, you know, I guess we did our jobs well. If you guys think that we had such great chemistry that we'd still be in touch. And the truth of the matter is, is we just always were in our own little planes of existence. And that other, other than that first season of the show of even Stevens, they weren't really on screen all that much. They didn't. They were in, doing their own little storylines. Mm. So and she and it was really cool to watch and listen to because it's like I, it's not that I don't care about Shia. Shia, it's just we just never really had that chance to really have a relationship as much as people assume we did. And I just want him to, she basically said, I just want him to know I care about him. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, we have different lives. I don't really care for Shia LaBeouf, like, as an actor. There are certain roles that I really like him in. Name one. Okay, so the Transformers movies, I don't like his character until the third one, Dark of the Moon. When he actually starts, like... He starts being like a main character and kind of standing up for himself in a sense. He does like parkour and stuff. Like he, I see. I lost it after the second one. The second one was where I lost it. I don't like that. Revenge of the Fallen is my least favorite out of the Transformers movies that I've seen. The third one. Oh, my God. Leonard Nimoy as the main antagonist before before he passed away. All the Linkin Park that they put into those movies. Yeah, no, it's true. All the Lincoln Park. But new, other than that, new divide just be, being a, a Transformers music video. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Chester Bennington. Yes, who's that? Get yeah, the I fuck know, out I of my studio! I don't know the people who make it. Get out of my studio! <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> after, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been my last episode of Dark Side. <laughs> After Quantumania, we get Secret Invasion, uh, yes. early 2023. Which will be very interesting. Yes, yeah, Sam Jackson, Kobe Smulders, um, Director Krennic, I can't remember his name right now. Aunt Robin's coming back? Oh, yeah. Um, they've got Amelia Clark uh, from Kira from Solo, Daenerys Targaryen from HBO, Ma- uh, HBO Max, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> Um, I knew what you were saying. Supposedly, that show is going to take place partially during the blip so that they're going to start secretly invading while people have been, you know, disappeared, which is pretty cool. Ma- I'm excited out. to see it. Don Cheadle's going to be back as War Machine. He's I mean, I don't I don't think that characters. he's ever going to stop until he can't physically do it anymore. Who? Don Cheadle. Yeah, no, there's I, I think because they can he can go in a suit and not have to do crazy amounts you know, of why not let him. Why not just do this and <laughs> Dude, that's first of all, that's wrong. It's Thanos. Yeah, no, Why don't we just go back in time and you know <clears throat> Boom, you looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that part in Age of Ultron. It's so good. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Uh, speaking going back to the boys, we saw what would happen if Ant-Man expands? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Get, oh. That's my point. You get to see what would happen if Ant-Man actually went inside of Thanos and decided to expand. Well, now I'm curious. <laughs> you have to watch. And I want to let Tanner know that was not CGI. That was a practical effect. Oh. 
Oh. Shut the fuck. I'm 100% serious. Shut the Someone fuck. literally leaked the studio and read it, and you can literally just see a giant. Yeah. Yeah. Male genitalia. That is so up Eric Kripke's alley. It is. <laughs> and seeing some of the interviews that Jensen has done during and post uh, season th- production of season three, like the whole Fresca thing, like he's like, yeah, see the whole Fresca thing. That's just Eric's way of just throwing little breadcrumbs for a, for an end game type thing. We don't know. He's in his own world creating stuff that's way ahead of his time. Yeah. So, I just had to say that. Like, I just had to bring that up. So, And yes. I love Fresca. <laughs> How, would you like a Fresca? Would you like a Fresca? Uh, yeah, do you guys have any? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you yes. You need to go watch a recap of season two. For those, for those who have watched season three of The Boys, that is 100% a practical effect. It is not CGI at all. Oh, God. Oh. <gasps> Fuck, where were we? <laughs> we were talking about Secret Invasion, and it sounded like Corey was going to take us off to the third one on the top list. There. The third thing coming out, May 3rd, 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was supposed Volume to be two. one of three, right. Uh, which was supposed to be one of the first films in Phase 4, but then the whole James Gunn getting canned because of comments from like nine years ago. He went over to D.C., did sui- the Suicide Squad, which mm. fucking love that movie. I, okay, that movie was hilarious. Right? I loved it. Did, can we just take a second that James Gunn was approached about to do a Star Wars movie, and he's like, I'm doing one space opera right now. I don't need another one. <laughs> Good. I like that he had the integrity to be like, yeah, no, let me finish this. And he is saying that Guardians 3 is going to be the last of this Guardians of the Galaxy story. If they do another version, if they continue it, it's going to be, you know, a whole different director, a whole different story characters. And that's fine. I feel like this for this story, it makes sense to use him for all three movies because he definitely had an overarching vision for them. Mm. There's no there's no shame in that, though, either. There's no there's no shame in, like, stopping right then and whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean? He, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no shame. He took a bunch of C-list goddamn heroes and made them household names. So, no, there is no shame. Dude, he made Peacemaker and Vigilante, like, two of my favorite characters in any superhero thing. Plus, I love the years. Plus, I love that whole spiel that Peacemaker gives to that old dude. Like, Batman's yeah. a hero. And he's like... Batman literally will not have the gall to kill Joker or any one of his villains. And now there's candy ass. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell uh, John Cena got a little excited when he did that rant. Dude, I am so glad John Cena is pulling away from wrestling to do some of these mainstream roles. You can only do that for so long. And he did it for so long. Same thing with Dave Bautista. Yep. I mean, he didn't do it as long as... Dave didn't do it as long. But no, yeah. but you can only do wrestling for so long. And then that and that's what's shocking. Like, let's go back to wrestling real quick. Triple H still being involved in WWE is like insane to me. Like, yeah, but he's taking over Vince McCann's. Yeah, but he was still going in the ring and like that level. True. Of, I mean, say what you will that all wrestling is acting because that is true. But it is so much. It's very hard to physically wrestle with somebody in a way so that they may not get hurt. 
Yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill talked about that on his training for The Witcher. Like, he does all the sword fighting scenes. Mm -hmm. And he said it's, like, insane because you have to do it at full speed and stop at the very last second in order to make it look real and move into the next move really quickly. Which takes a lot of strength because you're fighting literally against the momentum. Yeah. Exactly. He taught... That's why he beefed up his shoulders, because that's all it was. It was just all in the delts, man. You all right over there? You're getting a little hot and bothered from him playing Witcher. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> It might be those jorts you're wearing, and knowing that you just came from the gym. Yeah, that's that, true. Today was leg day, so, yeah. We're a little tender down there. Corey, you want to help him out with that? What? <laughs> I like the jerks. Uh, they're comfy. Right over his head. They're right comfy. over his head. <laughs> they're, they're comfortable. They're, they're 10 bucks a Target. Got this pair and a black jean pair. No, but it, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is a little steamy in this studio again because humidity where we live has been through the roof lately. And we have to have prime audio quality. So no door fans. Stays, door stays closed. No fans. No air conditioners. Just a thunderstorm blaring outside. And three sweaty nerds. We sweat for you. One of which in jorts. Welcome to Jort Side Nexus. <laughs> Does that mean you guys get to get jorts now? Yeah, I'll do it. Once we get video going. I will wear Daisy Dukes. Well, okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to one-up you and nobody wants to see that. Come in with a Speedo. Like, Corey, Listen, stop. I'm going to roll in. Like Jessica Simpson in the oh. Pizza Hazard remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like that Dukes of Hazard movie. The oh, yes, yes, yes like that, that was really movie. good. I thought you said, go, Bo, go. I said, no, Bo, <laughs> no. Are you anus? Uh, that'd be anus, Mr. Perkett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that movie again. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah. And then Burt Reynolds. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, as Boss Hog. That that was that was good. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville was fantastic in it. Sean William Scott, I mean That man does not get enough love. You no. have does you not have the lead of one of the first few American Pie movies, and then the host for Jackass. I'm like, this this movie's just gonna be insane. But and it was Farva I, from I, uh uh oh no. <laughs> Super Troopers. Super Troopers, yes, with the armadillo helmet. Oh, yeah. Makes a good soup bowl, too. <laughs> I, I love one of my favorite things ever, and I still want to do it as an adult. Light an arrow on fire to blow something up. Yeah. That movie made me really want to do that. I would do that. I used to have a bow. Don't anymore. I, I do. I got have a couple. A Let's go shoot some bows sometimes, bros. All right, Katniss, calm down. Hey. If anything, I see what you did there. That was a Dean Winchester reference. (laughs) What? Yeah, he says that. And does he actually? You're right. He does say say that. Oh my god, he did say that. I was just referencing making a Hunger Games reference, but damn. Yep. Yep. I watched a lot of that show. I I loved that show for a time, and then I just it got too long in the tooth, as we've talked about. That's what CW does, man. Uh, then they announced that in early 2023, we will get What If Season 2. Don't care. They've confirmed there's going to be some Marvel zombies and stuff. Do not care. Well, good for you. I cannot wait. I loved What If, I, like, a lot. I'm 
I thought it was all right. Some of the stories were good. I did like the last episode where it was like, um, perfect, um, Infinity Ultron against Uatu and like the ragtag Avengers. That was cool. I liked that. I liked T'Challa as Star-Lord. That was a good one. That and was the fact that he was able to talk Thanos out of his uh yeah, that, out of his I genocidal plans. I liked that one. That one was good. Um I liked the Doctor Strange. And then I can care I could care less about the rest of them. The rest were okay. I like the zombies one, you know. I tried to like that one. You hyped that up so much for me that I was so excited when I got to it and I was like, fuck this. I just think I just think for me, zombies has since like the early 2010s has just been oversaturated. Yes, now. I agree. Yeah, I zombies do. has been done too many times. Like, I could care less. But it's the it's the concept Couldn't of like Marvel superheroes as zombies. Like I don't give a shit about uh, DC. Did um DC deceased? Yeah. Uh, and then there's Blackest okay. Night, which is the whole that, Black Lantern ring. Black Lantern ring. That was kind of this. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, they did the whole story of like you know how the the different colored lanterns have all of their different abilities and everything. Like the Green Lantern's willpower, Red With Lanterns are rage, rage. Yellow is fear. Um, orange is greed, and there was there's now only one Orange Lantern. Um, blue is blue is hope. Hope. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because flash then, becomes a blue lantern. And then there's purple or. I think magenta. That's clairvoyance. Okay, question for you, and this is going off of the lanterns, and then robot chicken. Oh boy! Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work moment coming up, guys. <laughs> Not safe for work moment. So take it off a speak off the Bluetooth speaker and oh, listen I know to where it. this is going. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a lantern ring, green specifically, because why not? Could you make a construct and then have sex with that said construct? I think, w would it be considered sex or would it be considered masturbation? I'm going to go with the latter. It, technically, because it's your willpower that's creating this, it's this, this construct. It's definitely the latter. It's, so it's like it's a flashlight. It basically, it's what? like a the flesh green lantern's light, you know? Like, what? in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Now I have but, Hal Jordan with just the top and the mask on saying that without any pants... <laughs> Junk pixelated and black as day, and you know, I'm saying the whole line, and then all of a sudden, a construct shows up of like some woman, and he goes at it. And I'm thank, thank you. You're now, welcome. I got Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's <laughs> flashlight, basically. <laughs> uh, plug it into the power battery. <laughs> I gotta let this recharge. The guardians of Oa demand it. <laughs> and then we get the Echo Disney Plus show. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. Which is gonna carry on from <laughs> Friends from the Hawkeye show. Who's losing it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just the sheer disappointment that was on Brooksy's face into that transition. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Extremely. Extremely. But could you imagine a Green Lantern in the expanse okay. of the universe dies, the ring flies off to find the next person worthy of being a guardian? 
And it finds like a double amputee with no fingers, and it's just like, you got amazing willpower. I'm just gonna become a cock ring or something. I don't know. Here. <laughs> Manifest. Oh, all the- no! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Doubling down on the NSFW podcast. We're doing it. Last, Not a BDSM last, podcast. <laughs> last time it was Hitler. Now it's cock rings. Holy smokes. Look, I was just trying to get us the downloads, All I have to say is Tim Allen's grunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's my response. I'm sorry. 90s post-cocaine trip. Tim Allen. (laughs) Which, have you seen Lightyear yet? (laughs) Interesting segment. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. So we got the Echo Show coming out with a deaf, uh, not deaf, a, uh, well, yeah, no, she's deaf. A deaf hearing lead. impaired, hearing impaired. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, we supposedly should be getting Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin in that show. Mm. Possibly some Charlie Cox's Daredevil in that show. Oh, back to Cox. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he has a ring? I don't know, man. <laughs> oh my god. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I'm beyond help, Brooksy. I think we're all beyond help at this it's point. It's the heat in here. It's getting to us. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then after Echo, we get the Marvels, the Captain Marvel uh, sequel, which will feature... Uh, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Um, oh no, I loved her movie so much, I forgot the Carol actress's name. Yes, Carol Danvers, Danvers. as uh, Captain Marvel. And then Carol, uh, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel from the show, which I liked that show a lot. That I show was actually it. relatively good. It was surprisingly I, I, good. I thought it was good. I went in with an open mind and I was just like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, this is pretty good. I like this. And where that ends very much sets up, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Marvels. I didn't really love Captain Marvel, the first one. Did did anybody? So I'm excited. Did anybody? Kamala Khan loved it. So much so that she... she... Watch the show. It's very good. I, 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 I don't have time. Make time. I'll make time to watch... you do the editing. (laughs) Oh, that was a sore subject. Did you notice how I got really quiet in here? Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> summer of 20... So next summer, we have Loki Season 2, which, which is yeah, supposed to be a big thing for the whole uh, multiverse thing. It's going to break down and, and explain a lot of what's going on. I've seen some images of um, them filming. It looks like... Uh, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything. Just... Based upon the images that I've that have been leaked on Reddit, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil you two, and I don't want to spoil our listeners. All I can say is, wow. <laughs> so Owen Wilson should be back. I'm excited for that. Then after that, we've got uh, Blade. I want to say one thing about Blade. Our very own Homelander will be playing Dracula in Blade. Really. Tony Starr has been confirmed to play as Dracula. I did not know that. Yep. Jon Snow supposedly is going to be in that movie as Black Knight after he showed up in the Eternals movie. 
but I did not know Homelander was going to be in it. Yeah, That's pretty he, cool. I, I believe I saw a post on IGN confirming that he was going to play Dracula. And I mean, if I could see, you know... I could see it. I, oh, yeah, I could absolutely. definitely see it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Tony... Homelander acts like Tony Starr. I'm just saying, just from him and ha- hanging out with the cast of The Boys, he acts no different. Yeah. Tony Starr acts no different. Yeah, no. He just acts like a little bit more reserved Homelander. Very true. Thank God he doesn't have Superman powers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you learn what somebody with Captain America powers does in that universe. Oh, jeez. You got that right. I definitely will. Next fall, we have Ironheart. Yes. Like I said, can't wait for that was one of those things like don't people who are going to get there's going to be people who are going to be trolls on the internet and say things like oh they're just trying to be inclusive for the sake of being inclusive like no this is source material yeah they're doing comic book stuff that they're paying attention to the source material exactly there's no there yeah just just leave it alone watch the films don't just Hop on a bandwagon, assuming oh it's bad just because of it. No. Unless unless you're talking about the Last Jedi, then we can do that. That's yeah, that's fair game. So, um, yeah, and she's she's first going to appear in Wakanda Forever, which is I'm very excited. Yep, for that. I did yep. hear about that. Be do cool. you guys think that maybe uh, Pepper Potts and Tony, her and Tony's daughter, will make an appearance in Iron Heart? I, I hope so. so. I hope so. Kind of just like as a true handing the baton of the uh, Iron Heart, Iron Man, Iron Heart stuff. On yeah, I I would really hope so. Or not at least, to say I'm a Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but just for the sake of the store of the universe, or maybe even have Morgan uh, grown up a little bit because it, it's been a a little bit of time since. Endgame. I don't think enough time has passed, but it would make sense not- though for them to check in and like see because we've only heard of Pepper Potts in like one scene in Spider Man Far From Home, and Happy mentions her, and that's it. It would be kind of nice to see, like, how's she dealing with, like, her husband's gone. He saved the universe, but, like, now she's stuck raising this kid alone. Is this kid going to end up being like her dad? I was about to say, it's Tony's kid, so you can only imagine the hell that Pepper's going to get put through. True. (laughs) Uh, Next winter, we have Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Love the name change. Love the name change. I liked House of Harkness, but, yeah, I, I think Coven of Chaos, definitely. It sounds more like... Alliteration. It's, it's, alliteration. it's going to be her hopefully breaking free of Wanda's spell now that Scarlet Witch has been, is wherever she is in the multiverse. Thank you. Dead, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> I think he just did that just to spite you. But it's... <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. And then we have spring of 2024 oh. for Corey's favorite... Blind attorney of Daredevil. Say it. Yeah. Born again. <laughs> Which is a comic book run by, I believe, Frank Miller. Is one of the best comic book stories that I have seen YouTube videos summarizing. And they loosely adapted it in Daredevil season three. But my favorite part of this, 18 episodes. That is the you, longest Disney Plus show that we have. Do you have the attention span for that? Oh, for Daredevil? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell you should yeah. have seen him when he told me about Darede- the first season of Daredevil coming out on Netflix. He's like, did you see Daredevil yet? Did you see Daredevil? Yes, Corey. I what did you? It was good. Good. Did you see Daredevil yet? 
Yeah, it was so <laughs> good. I love the street level Marvel stuff, like Spider Man, all of that. Like, well, I mean, you are also like a Batman Nightwing fan, so mm-hmm. like all of that fits. Like that tracks. It's like he's just, you know, he's got one, you know, disability, and then he's got all these different advantages, and you know, he fights with the sticks. He's doing flips. He's running around at night. He's blind. He's a lawyer. I just love his description. I think it's in season two of when he was talking to either um, what someone he was talking to someone and they were like, what do you like? Obviously you're blind, but what do you see? I see the world on fire. And then it zooms in and the whole screen's like darked out. And then you see like um, the person in front of him and just their face and image is all like, on fire and i was like that's a really cool way to put it that way it reminded me very much of like in the matrix the third one when he sees yes. like the Wait, matrix you actually watch past the first matrix movie i've seen youtube just to know what happens in those <sighs> i like the first one <laughs> don't get me smack wrong you. <laughs> dude the first one is the only one worth watching Mm, yeah. Sorry, I like all three of them. And I'm the sorry animatrix. you have no taste in movies, but okay. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> I I'm a head out. I I'm a head out. No, Daredevil: Born Again. I am extremely excited about. Yeah, that looks that looks really good, and it sounds. I'm. Do you think we'll get? Um. Was it John Bernthal as Frank Castle? It would be a good way to... Maybe them, in an episode or two, they work together again, or he makes an appearance, or even just a, a reference. I hope so. That would be really cool. Um, I I really liked the the uh, um, Punisher show. I thought it was good. It, it ended good, and they finished it with one, one season, and that's that. I thought it was, I thought it was good. That was a tie-in to the Daredevil series. I enjoyed. It. I still have yet to finish it, to be honest. With no, you. it's it's all good. It's it's good. Um, his uh, CEO is the um, actor who plays. Oh gosh! Well, he voices Mister Krabs in SpongeBob. I can't remember. His oh, name. Uh, Clancy Brown. Yep, yep. His CEO in um, he's on trial, and um, I'm really drawing a blank on her name. And Daredevil, uh, she's friends with uh, Matt Murdock, and um, she's the nurse. No, um, she's the she's got blonde hair. She Karen. Ba- Karen? Yes, she represents oh, him. Deborah Ann Wall. Yes, she represents him in uh, on trial, and then Clancy Brown, his CEO, shows up, and he basically talks about like what he did in the military, so on and so forth. It is a good show. I definitely look. Just watch it and, you know. I'll have to finish that. I One story I want them to do in the MCU so bad is have Punisher hunting Spider-Man, which is one of the first issues that Punisher showed up in in comics, was him, like, Spidey in the sniper scope, and that's, like, an iconic cover. And I, I want that to happen that so That would bad. be cool. I also want to see at some point, um, there's a, been a, I can't remember what comic it is, but there's uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine, and they're like yes. sitting on top of this rooftop, and they're like giving each other like pound. I'm like, I don't know if you're 
if you're going to get Spider-Man and Wolverine, dude, you better start running because you're in for a world of hurt. Oh, yeah. One's going to keep you stuck where you are. The other's going to slice you apart. <laughs> and then, uh, so after Daredevil, I'm also excited for this one quite a bit. The first film to feature Sam Wilson as Captain America, the New World Order. What do you think is going to be um, revolt or the plot of that movie? Supposedly, the New World... I know the New World Order story in the comic was uh, Red Skull somehow creates like this whole... Not like a new Hydra, but basically he, he comes into the present time and creates a new Hydra. I don't know. They could go anywhere with this story. And yeah. Especially with like multiverse and stuff. I don't know how much different stuff is going to change the story of the MCU timeline. I have no idea, which is why I'm really excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm gonna go in with an open mind. I'll probably watch one trailer, like what you've been doing for this phase, mm -hmm. and then that's it. I'm just really just gonna go in full on as pure speculation. Like, who's the villain? I don't know. What are they doing? I don't know. That kind of thing. It's a different experience than like going in and being Okay, I saw the trailer. I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for another Captain America movie. I mean, the first one, great period piece. Winter Soldier, still probably one of my top three MCU films. Maybe, I, maybe top two. I liked Winter Soldier. The, the he's, way... He's not saying he didn't like it. Oh. You're acting like he said he didn't like it. Oh, I, I, no, he's saying he likes it too. I know, but he, but the way he's acting, I was like, he didn't, Corey didn't say he didn't like it. <laughs> we agree. Oh, right? Yeah, I agree. Good. Berries and cream, <laughs> berries and cream. <laughs> I know, the more defensive I get, the higher my pitch goes. But I, I really <laughs> liked Winter Soldier and how I've, wa I've read the comic essentially where, you know, Hydra infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. and the U.S. government, and then everything kind of just flips on itself. Like, I liked that story. And then basically Black Widow's just like, yeah, there, here's, like, all the information. We're leaking it to the world. And somebody is, like, being very hidden in the shadows, putting everything into light was was good. It was a good ending to the, to the show itself. But right after uh, Sam Wilson... Tackles the New World Order. We have the Thunderbolts. I'm excited for that. Basically like Marvel's Suicide Squad. I'm intrigued, but we don't have an I feel like we don't have enough pieces on the board yet to really get too too excited. And that's kind of what Kevin Feige said. Like, we haven't met everybody who's gonna be in that movie, but I mean we can assume Baron Zemo, uh John Walker, I believe um Yelena Yelena Belova is supposed to be in that. Abomination. Um, the actor who plays Thunderbolt Ross, who I cannot remember his name right now, unfortunately, um, he passed away. Yes. So I'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna handle that. We're gonna see uh, Val. I can't remember Valentina. her name either. Yeah, from uh, yeah the gal from Frasier. I can't remember her name. Frasier. Frasier. Sorry, Seinfeld. I always get them mixed up. Oh, God, oh she she was in. Um... The Captain America show. Yeah. yeah, Valentina. Yeah. Yes, Val, but don't call me Val. <laughs> yeah, th that one's going to be interesting. And uh, that's going to be supposedly the end of Phase 5. 
And then phase six, as we mentioned earlier, they only announced how it's going to start and how it's going to end with, uh, it's going to start with fantastic four, which was originally going to be directed by John Watts, the guy who did uh, Spider-Man homecoming far from home and no way home, which is amazing. Cause rumors are Spider-Man supposed to be in it. And the very first That'll Spider-Man cool. comic was Spider-Man trying to join the fantastic four. That'll be cool. So yeah, it'd be really nice to have that little bit of like, okay, John Watts already knows like the fun, playful energy of the Spider-Man. Yep. Now introduce the FF and give us a good Doctor Doom. I, so I think Doctor Doom is going to be in Black Panther 2. <gasps> we, oh, we totally grazed over this. Namor, the Submariner. Yes, yes I am. I, I'm excited, but at the same time, again, this is one of those things I don't, have enough no more and so the atlanteans and the wakandans but were butting heads for thousands of years so i mean we're we're talking as like the very first king of wakanda against the very first ruler of atlantis whether that's neptune Poseidon, or whatever um what have you (laughs) um and in the comics, they're always waging war. And there, there's one scene that I absolutely love. Um, Namor has a trident and he has, um, it looks like almost like Hermes' shoes and he's in the air floating and you just see the capital of Wakanda just underwater. And then um, Black Panther and Namor, they work a lot together in... Um, I think they work together in one instance in against the Chitari. I think they invaded both kingdoms and they work together to expel both the Chitari and out of both of their kingdoms. I could be wrong, but that's they've always butted heads, Wakandans and uh Atlanteans in the MCU. So I could see that. And then, you know, through that introduce Latveria somehow and give us a Doctor Doom, you know. Introduce Doctor Doom now, and then by the time Fantastic Four hits, we're going to be, like, starving for more. I also want to make a quick tidbit that uh, Henry Cavill will be joining the MCU. Really? Yes. Has that been confirmed? Please tell me so. Uh, I heard rumors about it. I don't know if it's true, but it would be really cool if he were to play Doctor Doom. Ooh, a villain! Oh, change change oh. up the tune. I would really, I would really hope. I'm hoping and instead would, of instead of Cat in Britain, or, who is that'd it? be kind of cool. The, 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 everyone says Cat he's going to play Cat in Britain, and I'm like, if if he plays Cat in Britain, it's too on the nose. It would mm. be too on the nose. But if he were to play a Doctor Doom, he would nail the role really well. He's good at any role you put him in. That's true. I mean, he really does dive into the character. Like we see that with Ger- with Geralt. If anything, from The Witcher, if you, whether you like season two or not, I know there are a bunch of you out there who don't, and <laughs> I have my opinions about why you're wrong as someone who's read the books <laughs> about why it's a good thing they went off the source material. He dove into that character, and he keeps that character true to the source material. That's what his job is. Oh, it's a poncho. I have a little poncho on my water bottle. But I you don't want to know like, what he was saying about that poncho in our group chat. <laughs> I got it at this uh, taco party. 
<laughs> that oh, sounds oh. wrong. <laughs> it was a taco themed birthday party. That doesn't clarify anything. Um, you're, ma- that, you're making it was less inappropriate you're than making I meant it, it to worse. be. <laughs> but no, yes, yeah, Stanner is right. When he plays a character, he dives and cherishes that character head on. He's king of the nerds. It's true. He is king of the nerds. And he's a PC gamer. That's what I'm saying. He's king of the nerds. All yeah, of that. I love the interview right pre or during or post-production of The Witcher. The interviewer is like, Xbox or PlayStation? He's like, PC? <laughs> <laughs> and he posts video. Dude, he, I was just on his Instagram. He just posted another Instagram post about updating his PC because the, the his cooler His cooling units went. And he's just like, oh, yeah, so they just... It just went and it just replaces them. I'm like, well, I mean, you're an actor, so you can do that. But yeah, you really are. You really are the king of the nerds. Plays Warhammer. I love the dude, fact I wa- that he plays Warhammer. Dude, I want to fucking do a D&D campaign where he just is the DM. Like Henry Cavill as the DM would probably be one of the co- greatest things ever. I'm sorry, Matt Mercer. We all know what tier you live on. I, I'm, I'd rather see Henry hop in. Yeah, that would be like a dream come true. Yeah. What else we got, Corey? I dig it. Uh, and then they announced that Phase 6 will be closing with two films. Avengers number 5, The Kang Dynasty, and Avengers 6. And this is the one I'm fucking excited for. Secret Wars. But they're also supposedly not going to do this like they did Infinity War and Endgame a year apart. It's going to come out within the same year. Six months apart. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're really like oh box office records. What are those? That's yeah. true. <laughs> that is true. So I guess since I have a membership with Cinemark, I'm just gonna be like, well, we'll pre-order this one and this one. You're just this far in advance. We're what five years in advance? I'll do it. Yeah, no, book me some too. Because Secret <laughs> Wars literally. They can do, because they're calling Phase 5 and 6 the Multiverse Saga. Yes. We, we just finished the Infinity Saga. This one's the Multiverse Saga, yep. which means by the time they're done, oh my god, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, all three of the Spider-Men that we've had so far. Do you think Hugh Jackman has it in him physically to reprise himself as Wolverine? Mm, I hope at so. At least, at most, one appearance. Whether it's like a five-minute snippet, like he did in uh, the second X-Men movie, or, or when they, yeah, they go. He walks into the bar. And oh, that's X-Men First Class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go, they, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> funny though is that he said that out of pocket, and um, Fassbender Michael Fassbender and, and yes, McAvoy. Turned around to go back into their places, thinking, well, we're going to go back into place. And the director was like, I'll roll with it. We'll keep it in. <laughs> it was 100% not scripted. I love that. And then they reference it again in Days of Future Past, yep. where he goes to Xavier, and Xavier's like, we came to you years ago, and I'm going to say the same thing that you said to me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really excited for Secret Wars. So I can't Phase wait. Six has eleven different um, spots on the timeline, and we only have three of them oh, announced fuck. right now. I Jesus Christ! I, I can't even imagine what we have. And give me all the Marvel. I, Just like let it shower on me, <laughs> like some kind of bukake. <laughs> Mar- yeah, the Marvel version, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, I'll take it all. I don't care. <laughs> oh, no. Give me all 
all of it. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Kevin you Feige can just, to... like, drop it. Stop. Stop. It stop. stop. <laughs> I'm um, down. And then... Uh, <laughs> So we go over to DC, and uh, their Comic-Con presentation was probably one of the most disappointing things. Not only was it disappointing, it's everything that's come out since. They are literally in a fucking room with all of their projects up on a wall throwing darts. Okay, which one are we going to fucking cancel now? Yeah. Yeah, no, they did. So they, they gave us trailers for Black Adam and Shazam 2, which are somehow not connected, even though Black Adam is a Shazam villain. Yeah. I don't quite get that. And then, like, the next day, they announced that the Batgirl movie that's supposed to be on HBO Max has been canceled uh, indefinitely. In post-production. Post yeah, no, they've already shot most of the stuff. They had Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, like, a bunch of people on that movie, and they're just like, no, we're not going to release I, I, it anymore. I, at this stage, my thing with DC is, like, figure your shit out, because if you love something, let it go, and that's where I'm at. I'm letting you go. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the shows are starting to get underwhelming. Uh, the only thing DC right now that really has my attention is the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah. And, and even the, that makes fun of DC inside of yeah, itself. Yeah. It, HBO Max is getting obliterated. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on. This, like... Originally, it came out that this merger with Discovery was like the head of Discovery wanted to ha build a MCU-esque universe, and he was going to like try to lay the groundwork for that, get some a Kevin Feige-esque person involved. And at this stage, it's like, you know what? You're screwed. You're, you just don't know what you're doing over there. Kind of, yeah. But to be honest, I felt that way with the comics for the last few years. I have no fucking clue what is ever going on in the DC universe. DC Comics literally reboots itself almost every three years. It's not even fun to watch, to pay attention to anymore. Yeah, because I remember back in high school, you were talking about, yeah, and then there's the, there's this age, and then there's the new 52. I'm like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. new 52 started in 2011, and by like 2015, they were already doing like the... um. Yeah. Uh, not re rebirth. I'm yeah, pretty it's, sure. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm just like, just stick to a continuity. Yeah. Already. That's Come what on. I'm saying. Yeah. That, like, that's why like, you can have different fucking universes. You can have different universes and that's fine. As long as you specify what the fuck is going on. Yes, Corey. One nice thing that they did announce is that in Aquaman two, apparently because that movie is no longer marketable. Thanks to Amber Heard. They announced that Ben Affleck is going to be reprising his role as Bruce Wayne Batman. I'm not going to discuss this on air. You and I have discussed this off air. I'm extremely excited. Eh, and I'm, I'm just not, not saying that I dislike Battinson. Okay? I'm excited for that sequel. That being said, I think it works as its own different thing in its own pocket That's universe. fine. I'm just not a Ben Affleck fan. Like I said, the only movie I truly enjoyed him in was Gone Girl. And that... That just, is a good movie. But that's it. Like, I just not, and it's nothing against him. I'm just not a fan. I liked him in Dogma. He was the bomb in Phantoms. And if you get that reference, you're my new best friend. In other Aww. news, changing out of DC, for all my book nerds out there, we have just been confirmed that Disney will be doing a Inheritance Cycle TV series with Christopher Paulini being the co-showrunner. So, can we... Talk about how we're going to get rid of that really shitty movie that came out about Aragon and just like sweep that under the fucking yeah. rug. Yeah, that's I 
like you and I talked about, um, I think I'm going to keep an open mind with the show, but it does have a lot of potential to include a lot what the movie didn't have. Listen, that movie was atrocious. It was a butcher shop to that book. I didn't watch it. To the point. Good. You, I mean, good. Dope. Yeah, no, good. Christopher Christopher Paulini was young when he signed that deal, so he didn't know what he was getting into. We have to remember he wrote this book when he was still in fucking high school. He, like the first book came out when he was he started writing it when he was what 15, 16, Came out when he was like eighteen. Yeah, just about that. Something like that. So it's like he didn't know what he was doing when he signed that deal. He didn't know how much creative control he was signing away and what they were going to do. So I don't fault him for that i hope he's learned his lesson now and that's why he's doing this as co-showrunner because now he gets to be have direct input to the show he could be in the room actually saying like well that's not exactly how i intended it when i wrote it and that and if he's the co-showrunner what the that's a good thing too because that's him acknowledging the fact that he's like yes i know how to write a story i know how to write a book but that doesn't mean i know how to translate it to screen so if they can get somebody else that knows how to do that and, the, and they can actually feed off of each other, it'll be fantastic. I mean, one thing about that movie, Brooksy, and I don't know if you'll remember this, it, this utter, is just atrocious to me how they did this. In the book, it taught, you know, Aragon spends a lot of time with Safira, and she grows slowly, like, and actually grows. In the movie, she just, like, instantly hatches, and then she he's, like, trying to teach her how to fly, and then she flies up in the clouds and instantly turns into a full-size dragon and is instantly talking to him. I'm like, what the fuck? I've seen the movie once. I've seen it twice. And the books I read in middle school, um, Aragon and Eldest. I haven't read Brissinger. Or Inheritance, then. No. Bro. Those would be next on my list, then. Brissinger is worth the read. I've heard Brissinger is good. Inheritance is just wrapping everything up. Because he he definitely wanted to do it as a trilogy, but realized he couldn't finish it in a trilogy. But there's no there's no shame in a quadrilogy. No, there isn't. It's it, I enjoyed it. I mean, it. I will say about the book, it tells you that the, the, the book, first book, Aragon, tells you how the series ends. Right in the book. It's right in front of your face. Mm. And that is probably the thing I have the most frustration with. But it makes sense. Mm. Um, well, at least for someone who wrote a book in high school, unlike Mr. Martin, he can finish a series. Thank you. I'm just saying. I, oh my God. I'm just saying. I've read The Silmarillion and all three books of Lord of the Rings, and I love those books. And, but th- but th- I will not touch. Any a song of ice and fire until Mr. Martin finishes the series. It's been years. Exactly. We got into this debate in our group chat about how I am. I'm not going to. I called George R. R. Martin a hack, and that's not necessarily fair, but I'm fucking pissed off with him because he has been saying he's going to finish this series for years. Robert Jordan made sure that the Wheel of Time was set up to be finished on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. And Sanderson came in to help finish the book with his notes. He made sure all the pieces were in place to get it done so that it wasn't just left as an unfinished work. This goes into the manga universe. And I know you two haven't really dived into manga like at all. There was an artist 
artist and writer, Kendra Moira, I think I'm saying that name right, uh, who wrote Berserk. It's a really well-known dark fantasy. He died uh, I last year, either last year or earlier this year. I can't remember. And he left notes. They stopped it temporarily, but they're still going to go. But these are people that worked very close with him. Martin went in an interview with King, Stephen King, and he's like, how do you finish a book? And Stephen King's just like, I just, I just write. Like, is it that hard? I mean, I mean, I'm not a writer, so I can't sit there and go that way. True, but, it's but hard the to write same a satisfying conclusion to a but series. But he has it's said that be. he hasn't even finished the outline of it. Yeah, like he, like I'm you not, literally. I'm not up to bat for him. I no, literally I don't care about Game of Thrones after season five, which but is I mean, all shit that's in well, the book. We're referring to the books, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, don't I mean, know he basically just let. If you have a series coming out about your books, wouldn't that put light a fire under your ass to make sure it's finished yeah. and that you get a sa- that get a conclusion to it? You would think. You would think. But even Tolkien, he wrote notes upon notes upon notes on, upon his lore. And a lot of the stuff we have that is his lore, it was finished by other people based off of his notes, his son and other writers. Like, I have the Silmarillion and then, like, a special edition copy of the Lord of the Rings trilogy book. Yeah, the big one that's like it's oh. it's gray. It's got like the felt, and yes. then the ring itself is gold. I almost picked that up at Bullman. I also have Tolkien's languages dictionary yep. and his encyclopedia, where he gets a lot of his like ideas. Um, a lot of it is very Nordic. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, or like or Northern European, like elves, Alfheim. You know, uh, there's you know. If you look at some of the um, Rohan, look, guys, it does seem very, very, very Nordic. Look, but. look, look. George R. R. Martin is seventy three years old. We are never going to get a conclusion to those books. If no. he's, he's going to die before it's finished, probably. So, I the show's I already over. I, I don't no wish death on him. I don't wish death on him. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, look at the size of the man in his seventies. You cannot tell me he's healthy. No, he's not. There's no way that's getting finished. No. Nope. Sorry. I'm not going to read them anyway. So. I think uh, after I'm finished with uh, a couple other books on Audible, I will can probably start reading the Witcher series. Oh, well, well, you got to... Okay, so let's back up here. Back up, back up, back up. You got a couple other books to finish on Audible. You said you're going to finish the Inheritance series, and that, now you're saying you're going to start the, the, the Witcher series. Which... What are we going? Which one do you want me to start with then, Tanner? Do you want me to start with the Aragon series or do you want me to start with the Witcher series? I'd like you to start with the Aragon series, okay? Because you haven't finished that. Okay. You're in the middle of it. They're about to make a show about it. Who needs to read it? Oh, shut up. I like to, what I, I like to get, (laughs) (laughs) I like to read the book, get the original, the original content. Then watch yes, it. Yes, that's how I feel. Compare notes. Like when I that's bef- what that's what I did with Witcher season two. I compared notes, and I'm like, I understood why people were mad, why they deviated from the book. But when you read Blood of the Elves, it's kind of slow, and it's not really going to be exciting on television. So you have to add stuff to it and go off script from that. That's just my opinion. That's why when uh, Half Blood Prince came out, I read 
all of Deathly Hallows twice so I could understand because that's when they teased it. I was like, well, they're obviously going to do Deathly Hallows. Didn't know they were going to do two whole movies, but they were going to do it. I don't know why they did two whole movies. I mean, I do because of, yeah, money and also length, but... They could have shortened the whole Harry and Hermione and Ron just gallivanting in the woods trying to find horror. Dude, th- yeah, that they could have shortened that, that whole, whole thing. second part is just an act three. That yeah. whole second part is literally act three. You're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, I get why they did it. It's like why The Hobbit didn't need to be three movies. No, I mean... <laughs> well, yeah, no, it, it comes down to ultimately... Uh, money stuff. money that's true and when you watch deathly hollows part two it's literally like i said it's act three just going the whole time it that is so fast paced compared to part one that you're just like what the fuck am i watching that's feel i mean it, yeah it's two different movies but at the same time it's feels like two very differently paced movies yeah yeah i'm not a fan of deathly hollows part one or Half-Blood Prince, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean... I've only recently started to appreciate Half-Blood Prince, just some some of the bits in it. I mean, I've talked about this at length, that the worst movie, the worst movie in that came out is Goblet of Fire. And that's upon rereading the book after years, acknowledging how bad Goblet of Fire is as a movie. Like, it's so far off the source material in a lo- that it's like, what am I watching? The, the, some of the best parts of that book are completely omitted for the script. The House Elf Liberation Front. House Elf Liberation Front, great story, ties into other stuff going on in the universe. The whole Quidditch World Cup. like Oh, it's shortened, way too short. Way movie. too short. Then we missed the whole spiel at the end of the book where the, Harry's in the hospital and, and after dealing with the maze and the graveyard and all that stuff of Basically, Snape uh, and basically Dumbledore turning to Snape and said, "Oh, it's on. Code phrase activated. Time to start spying again." Um, Sirius, Sirius coming in. Yo, you'll go find a straight. Uh, go find the Shaggy Dog that's down in uh, Hogsmeade. Uh, the f- the first iteration that Filch is just terrible at his job when him and Dumbledore are fighting about it. I mean, there's so much in that last little bit of the book that if if that was I could live if that was included, I could live without the Quidditch world cup. I could, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, but it's not essential, but yeah, it, it, it would have been nice to have. Yeah. I'm definitely going to read. Oh, this Barty Crouch's backstory. Is there any there's in the book? Yo, there's a ton in the book. So much in the book. You find out how he escaped from Azkaban. Um, you find out more about like his actual relation, like in, other than just being named at the trial in the movie, you get all these other pieces to the story. And it's just like, wow, they did this movie. They did this book dirty. I wish the Triwizard Tournament, like that final one, the maze. Yeah. It was a lot longer in the book. Yeah. There, there was, was a lot a, more there was cool a Bogart, stuff that they did. Bogart in there. Yeah. Harry like tries that. to use the Patronus on a Dementor, finds out, oh yeah, they're not going to put a Dementor in here with Ridiculous. a couple of kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely going to do the audiobook of Silmarillion. That's the one I'm going to do I after. really recommend it. It fills in a lot of blanks of like it answers a lot of questions and it it basically tells the story from creation up until like I think like a few years before Hobbit. Oh, by the way, so did you check the Rings of Power trailer out? 
You didn't, Corey. That's a shame. Yes, I did. And everyone, you know, because everyone was saying, oh, what, is this blonde emo kid supposed to be Sauron? I'm like, yeah, he is. Sauron was considered beautiful. Sorry, but that's what he looks like. That's legitimately if what you've it is. Played the games, he looks the exact same too. I mean, he's literally considered beautiful, like because he's deceptive. That's his whole thing. He's, yeah. he's deceptive. He was in his corruption. One of the most beautiful Maiar. Yep. That Morgoth changed. Yep. That's why he not only he's so powerful, but again, like just. Read the books. Yeah. And then then watch the show. And or, or go on YouTube and watch somebody that's reputable break out the lore down. Yeah. The, a oh. summary of, of some sorts for the lore. I mean, it, it, he's an interesting character if you learn about his backstory. And there's a lot. There's a lot there. Like, but I want through the ages. It's true. And but I want to let you know he is nothing compared to Morgoth in yeah. a sense. Morgoth yeah. did so much worse. Yeah. To Middle Earth and the elves as a whole. Yeah. Made the Balrogs destroyed Gondolin, yeah. the, the capital of the elf kingdom, and essentially. Put a lot of Maiar, which are essentially what Gandalf is. Uh, they're like lesser spirits into demons and other uh, dark entities. Yeah. So it, it's going to be good. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah. That comes out September, right? I believe so. It's, this it's fall. Com- at, it's at coming up point. quick because it's already August and it's coming up quick. And again, this show is the most expensive show to date. One billion dollars. To shoot it, yep. Damn. Yeah. Is um is Peter Jackson involved in any way or I is don't he think not so. a part of it? He might maybe he's come in as a consultant every now because just to make it feel kind of the maybe same. Maybe he'll make a um a few reprisal roles. He did that in uh Hobbit and Lord of the Rings itself. Yeah. There was also an Andor trailer. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I actually I haven't. loved it. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't watched I, I'm, the show. I'm honestly can't or wait. the trailer, excuse I, me. I can't wait till that comes out, actually. I'm more excited for Andor now than I... I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi was a fantastic show. Book of Boba Fett was okay. Andor has me intrigued because it's kind of like The Mandalorian. I know nothing about what they're going to do yeah, in this. No, it's, all I know is that I'm pretty sure Andor's family were separatists, so we'll get a whole different view of mm-hmm. the Empire rising. That's what I like about it. It's th- it's the separatist side's take of the Empire rising to power. Yep. And it's going to be a little bit more political. We get stuff with like Mon Mothma. They got Stellan Skarsgård um, from... Uh, Dr. Selvig from the yep. Avengers movies. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting, guys. I'm excited. We got a lot coming up, guys, so get get your nerd juices flowing. Because if it's Kevin Feige juices, we know Corey's going to be catching up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, bro, I don't care. That guy can take a dump on my chest. I'd be like, oh, oh sure, is this canon to the MCU? <laughs> I had to squeeze one more NSFW. Bring, it sounds like you want to squeeze one more. <laughs> he wants to squeeze one more on you. Or bring, yeah, you um, know what I mean. If it gets me in a Marvel movie, I don't give a shit. Bring You're gonna whole- be covered in crap. I'll take a shower first. I don't have to show up on set with it. Kevin Feige's cream. Kevin Feige's cream. No. 
called a callback. Corey and Kevin Feige in a in, in a room brings a whole new meaning to stay oh. hydrated. <laughs> Sit, sitting in the world tree? Yggdrasil? Yg, how do you say it? Yggdrasil. Y- 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 you had it right. Goo. Uh, uh, so, so what's next for us? We're going to a fan expo. Will that be? Will this episode be out before or after that? Should be out before. Cool. So, um, are we also at some point going to be talking about Shadow of the Sith? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I you gotta finish the book. Up, I yeah. gotta finish the book still. I'm done. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll we'll get there. It's- but I will say this: Redeems seven and nine. Does nothing for Last Jedi, which just goes to my, just goes to my point. Fuck that movie. No, I'm, I'm definitely with Tanner. Eight isn't really important, but it does answer a lot of questions and fills in a lot of blanks for episode seven and nine. Yep. It's very essential. I hope actually someday they end up doing some kind of like, probably not a cartoon or anything, but just something to bring more awareness to this story. Because it, it was really good. It was good. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. As always, you better stay hydrated out there. Especially, it's like 95 degrees out there. Especially Jeez. in this fucking room. Yeah. It's, it's, war- it's warm in here. It is a bit. All right. I'm Tanner. I'm Corey. And I'm Papa Palpatine. And we'll see you in in the the Nexus. Nexus.